Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Emmaus Way. My name's Ben. I'm a pastor here. Um, we like to think of and talk about and try and live into Emmaus Way as a community that's been captivated by the gospel of Jesus Christ and is looking for that to show up in ways that we could live into in our life together and in our life in Durham. And yeah, this probably would have been one of the slowest nights of the summer for Emmaus Way. I think we had sort of plotted out the travel schedules and the kids' rotation and said, yeah, this will probably be about the bottom in terms of attendance, but not so, not so much. So um, Zach, who we'll hear from in just a little bit, has brought, Zach, Zach left Emmaus Way in 13, 14, five, six years ago and has brought back his youth from Southern, Southern Hills Church in Tulsa to do mission work here in Durham this week. And so, yeah, they're joining us as part of that experience. And that's what the shirts are all about. So yeah, glad you guys are here. Um, as we always do, we'll sort of call ourselves to gather um, with a poetic piece, and this one from Jan Richardson. And yeah, naming that the space we're trying to create tonight in a summer of reflection for Emmaus Way is one um, to breathe together in really intentional but also open ways to sort of listen for where the Spirit has been at work and speaking to us in the conversations we've been having this summer and create space for our visitors in that in some way as well. So uh, let's start our time together with these, these words. This is the blessing we cannot speak by ourselves. This is the blessing we cannot summon by our own devices, cannot shape to our purpose, cannot bend to our will. This is the blessing that comes when we leave behind our aloneness when we gather together, when we turn toward one another. This is the blessing that blazes among us when we speak the words strange to our ears, when we finally listen into the chaos, when we breathe together at last. Amen. So, uh, in terms of things that are going on in and around Emmaus Way, I'll just say that, yeah, for the benefit of a lot of folks that haven't been checked in on this conversation. We've taken this summer as a community to think really intentionally and in what I think about the 14th year of our life as a community and having gone through a couple of seasons and uh, some real change in the recent past in terms of on staff and people coming and going and family change for a lot of folks in our community that to spend this summer thinking how we ought to be together and to listen carefully to each other's voices um, to the Spirit's voice in our midst, and have been really intentional about dragging that conversation in. We're about two-thirds of the way through it, um, and are actually looking to what might be different, how we might shape this community differently come the fall, based on what we're hearing and seeing together this summer. Um, and so we wanted to take this space, um, in which is a more traditional form for our gathering, but also recognizing a lot of what we've done in that conversation this summer has created really purposeful chunks um, for people to hear. We've done circle practice, we've done ways of making sure that we're hearing from a lot of different people, and we wanted to go back tonight to a couple of practices that have been key to us. One is stations um, that for, for reflection and for contemplation, and another is to pull that back in to a more open-ended dialogue where we'll hear from each other about, given where we are this summer, given what we've been talking about, um, yeah, what have we heard? What are we hearing? What are we looking to hear more of? So, 
that's kind of what we're up to tonight. Um, if you're tracking with just regular Mayus Way folks, we'll be back sort of for the rest of the summer, alternating through our more sort of informal circle gatherings. That'll be next Sunday and then a more traditional gathering and we'll do that two more times. Um, yeah, so that's gonna continue. Other things that are going on, Molly, what have you got that's happening? There's not really a lot. July's a quiet month. Well, Zach, why don't you come and tell us what you're going to be doing this week and what brought you here and a little bit about, yeah, you can come up here and talk, you know, it'd be great and everybody can look at you and look that beard and stuff. Thanks, Ben. Hi, family. How are you guys doing today? Uh, so my name is Zach Workin, and I was so excited to be a part of this community from 2011 to kind of the 2013-2014 the, the turn for semester stuff for my wife and Karen as we were at Duke Divinity and kind of that season of life of coming out of full-time ministry and then kind of re-upping in seminary, and she was teaching in Raleigh. And this community uh, has meant such a great deal to us. We often talk about it and reflect on it, and so I just wanted to share some updates of where we are and then also uh, literally share some updates with who we brought with us. And so Karen and I have been in Tulsa, Oklahoma for the last five years, kind of our last semester. We were hired out of this season of being at Duke Divinity and living in Durham uh, to go work in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is a church that I had some roots with uh, in 2005 and six as a college student. Uh, my mentor in ministry was stepping out of his full-time role and said, hey, you ought to apply. And I said, well, I'm about to graduate. I would love to have a job. So sure. And so we've been there for the last five years working with the, the youths, the young peoples, the middle school, high school, and college students in Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Karen and I now have two little boys of our own. We have an almost four-year-old named Isaiah and a just-turned-two-year-old named Gideon. And so Karen is home with them and, and sends her love and her best. And just, again, thanks so much for this community that shaped us in the life of faith and, and song singing and communion and just all the ways that y'all were wonderful to us. And so this group here with me and all the beautiful blue shirts uh, is here on purpose uh, with y'all to learn and be a part of what you guys are doing. This is a mission trip for us. We've been there for five years. And we've taken some trips uh, very near in the Tulsa area in Kansas City uh, to Canada. Goes to work with my uh, aunt and uncle who are church uh, leadership folk there. Some of the ministries they have going on in Calgary, Alberta. And then we've gone to Cambodia the last couple years um, for kind of more of a high-intensity trip to help um, do some water preservation, conservation, and education stuff in the rural parts of Cambodia. But we have a fresh batch of new students that are both younger and then maybe new to some of these types of trips. And so there's no better place than to have a homecoming bringing them back here to experience the buffet of wonderful ministries that are going on in the Raleigh-Durham area. And so we spent some time Friday Friday with Durham Rescue Mission. Uh, we got to enjoy the Haw River yesterday, and we got to canoe and kayak a little bit right into the rainstorm, which was really lovely and nice. So I know y'all have had kind of like a little bit of a heat exposure, and so we were uh, really thankful to have some refreshing time there. And then today, we're staying at University United Methodist, so we had morning worship with them, spending tonight with y'all. Then Monday and Tuesday, we'll be at our good friends, the Reality Ministries, uh, serving as a part of their Summerfest camp tomorrow and Tuesday. And then Wednesday and Thursday, we're working at Anatoth Farm and Garden to help with some of their summer harvest stuff, which I guess in the heat, they're just both overrun with stuff, but also in need of extra help. And so we're happy to go be um, inexperienced city folk helping harvest food at Anatoth. And then Friday, we're going to the beach because we don't have that where we're from. So we're going to do that. And then we'll fly back Saturday morning. And so thank you so much for sharing with us and us. And just we ask for your prayers uh, in the heat and the working and the doing, and then also the safe travels back. And then just, again, gratitude and thanks for letting us be here tonight. So thank you guys so much. Thanks, Zach. 
So as we've been doing through the summer, we've been sort of, we always have sort of community prayer, liturgy element here as our kids depart from us to go upstairs. Um, Kendall, do you have an opinion about upstairs or downstairs for this? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, let's, let's keep them down here for the prayer, and then you guys can go on your way. But um, we've been trying out, or just exploring different methods of, of praying together, and we're going to do breath prayer tonight. Um, this is sort of a centering prayer um, that's focused on helping us find ourselves, our bodies, and listen for God in that. And so I want you to take a few moments to find a comfortable position, center yourself, and as you find a comfortable spot, begin breathing in slowly, and then exhaling out slowly, breathing in and out, and focusing on that breath. And then on this next breath in, I'd like you to think about breathing in peace. And then breathe out anxiety. And now breathe in love. And breathe out the pain that you've carried with you this week. Breathe in feeling enough and breathe out that feeling of being stretched thin, not enough. Breathe in the spirit here breathing with us, in us, and breathe out that sense of absence when we can't feel that same spirit. And now return to the space together, hopefully having some different sense of that that is one in us and one with us and we pull into our lungs and push out, but it is it surrounds us all the time. Um, kids, yeah, younger guys, there's not a ton of you tonight, but yeah, go on, go on upstairs. Judy, Zoe, oh yeah, Soren's here too. I saw him clomping around. Oh, there's more than you think. They're just hiding. Yeah, yeah. So they'll go up and do kid things, and we'll continue. Um, to sort of lead us to music tonight, guys that aren't familiar here, we've had a practice really for about right around the time Zach left, we started taking on this practice of really having a regular rotation of artists that are some a part of our community, some just part of the Durham community, um, and bringing them in and listening to those voices and letting them shape who we are and shape the way we worship together. So tonight you get to experience for the first time, or again, Neil Curran, who's a delightful part of our community, but also uh, leader of a band called Infielder, and he's put together some songs. Uh, as we're thinking about our, our life as a community change, things moving different, I also kept it open for Neil, just however, whatever's been hitting with him this summer, and so, yeah, glad to have you, Neil. Thinking about change, the first song is called Change, and I thought it would be funny if we did David Bowie's Changes, too. 
Just keeping with the change theme. We, which we almost actually did, but we didn't, so probably for the best. <clears throat> All right, well, I'm trying some new stuff tonight. So it's going to be part performance, part cooking show uh, as I fiddle with some new gear. So you guys are a little bit guinea pigs. We'll see how it goes. Gotta change around here. Can't go on this way. Things gotta change around here. Say it loud, say it clear. Things gotta change around here. Fingers on the triggers around here. Finger on the trigger around here. Bullets flying, mother's crying. Gotta change. Around here and get it straight. Be sure that you hear things gotta change around here. be a train wreck, everybody. But you're going to witness it, and those are fun, too.
Well, the rain had started tapping on the window near my bed. There was a loophole in my dreaming, so I got out of it. And to my surprise, my eyes were wide and already opened. Just my nightstand in my dresser, where this nightmare should have been. So I dressed myself and left then out into the gray streets. But everything seemed different and completely new to me. Oh, the sky, the trees, houses, buildings, even my own body. Each person I encountered, I couldn't wait to meet. Till I came upon a doctor who seemed to buy poor health. Said, there's nothing I can't do for you, you can't do for yourself. He said, yes, you can, you can hold my hand, I think that that would help. Sat with him for a while, and I asked him how he felt. He said, I think I'm cured. In fact, I'm sure of it. Thank you, stranger, for your therapeutic smile. That's how I learned the lesson, how everyone's alone. And your eyes gotta do some raining if they're ever gonna grow. When crying don't help, can't compose yourself. It's best to compose a poem, an honest verse of longing, or a simple song of hope. That's why I'm singing, baby, don't worry. You know I got your back. Every time you feel like crying, I'm gonna try to make you laugh. And if I can, it just hurts too bad, then we'll wait for it to pass. I'll keep you company for those days so long in black. We'll keep working on the problem that we know we'll never solve. Of love's of uneven remainders, our lives are fractions of a whole. If the whole world could remain in a frame like a painting on a wall, then I think we'd see the beauty stand staring in all as our still lives posed. Like a bowl of oranges, like a story told in the fault lines of our soul. Thanks so much, Neil. Um, so good to have you all from Oklahoma. I'm Molly, um, I'm the lead pastor of Emmaus Way and I've only been to Tulsa once when I was in high school. My brother was playing in a baseball tournament and I just remember Tulsa was even hotter than here. Um, but it was a fun city. So we are about to pass the peace of Christ to one another. Um, we stand up and share the peace of Christ with one another. Talk to someone maybe you don't know and haven't met before. This is also a time, if you want, that we have fabulous snacks in the back and water. Um, and if you do not know where the restrooms are, you can go to the restroom. There are two in the back on either side back here. And we have two upstairs. If you go out and up the steps, there are also two. Um, and then we will briefly pass the peace and come back together for our Sunday conversation. So the peace of Christ be with you. All right, if everyone would um, find their way back to the circle, that would be wonderful. 
Um, like Ben said earlier, um, throughout the summer for Emmaus Way, we've been having really intentional conversation about the how of our community. Um, but one thing that we haven't done, it's been very intentional and really deliberate, um, but one thing we haven't done is to create open space um, for us communally and individually to process and breathe um, and pray and think of how all of this, our conversation inside this community is hitting us, but also how this conversation, the life of Emmaus Way, or for you all, um, the life of your mission trip that you are on and your life in Tulsa, how it's hitting you given your whole self, right? Given your personhood, your vocation, what's happening interrelationally, um, what's happening and unfolding in our cities and in our world, and what are we to do about it all? And so we thought tonight we were going to breathe together. Um, and breath is a funny thing, right? In many ways, breath is a luxury, right? A privilege. It is a privilege to breathe and have air fill our lungs and to have life. Yet it's something we too often take for granted it's hard not to think about the privilege of breathing when this week we found out that Eric Garner's murderer of the NYPD police will not be facing a federal trial when Eric Garner could not breathe. But sometimes in our breath and in our breathing, it's this thing I think we take for granted and assume it will always exist, and so we don't necessarily pay attention to those that can't breathe. Or why people can't breathe. And we assume we will always have breath. And so I don't know about you, but I find myself going along my days breathing, yes, air coming in my lungs, not really breathing in a way that fills up all of the airways within my body that centers me and relaxes me and makes me remember that life itself is sacred. But maybe we don't breathe that way because we're too busy, we're too worn down, we're too overwhelmed, we're too numb, we're too just hot, <laughs> or we're too really dead and exhausted to remember how to even begin to breathe again like that. Hear now a word from Ezekiel. It's found in your bulletin if you want to follow along. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, mortal, 
can these bones live? I answered, oh Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. And you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. In these scriptures, and in the particular scripture that we just read, the Hebrew word for breath there is ruah, ruah. Ruah, though, is used to describe more than just breath. It conveys breath, wind, spirit, the very thing that gives life, that is a rush, a push, a disruptor, an opening to something new. Ruah is what brought these bones to life. Ruah is what's sustaining us here now. Of Ruah, Hebrew scholar Walter Brueggemann says, the Bible struggles to find adequate vocabulary to speak about and name this unutterable, irresistible, undomesticated force that surges into history to liberate, heal, remake, and transform. We are left with this code term, Ruah, to speak about what we know but cannot fully fathom. Ruah, breath, this breath that deeply fills our lungs is the wind that parted the waters and created dry land. It is the very breath that God breathed into humans in our creation. It was the spirit that parted the seas and allowed the people to escape from slavery in Egypt. It is the breath that makes these dry bones live. It is the same spirit and breath that Jesus claims and empowers the early church with in Acts. It is the breath of Pentecost. It is the breath, it is the spirit that is ever present with Eric Garner's family. It is this ruah that is active throughout our sacred stories, and is active in this space tonight, in our breath, in our dry bones, in our exhaustion, in our humanity, in this place, even now. And so tonight, we wanted to create space to breathe. 
We're two-thirds of the way through our summer series. A lot of life has been unfolding, and I don't know about you, but it's been a while since I've really taken a deep breath. And so individually and collectively, in the midst of all that is, we are gonna breathe together through art and prayer to create space for us to breathe, but also to create space for the spirit, for Ruah, to breathe into us too. To notice and be engaged with space and with breath. And so what's gonna happen as we have seven art and prayer stations. Um, and so we'll like start back in this back corner. So we have a contemplative station. Um, if you would like to contemplatively, contemplatively pray, there are some prayers there and candles that you may light, pillows to sit down. We have a braided prayer station right by the contemplative station. We have a beaded prayer station. That's false. We have a sand and labyrinth station behind the um, braided prayer. Um, if you want, you can like draw labyrinths in the sand within the bucket, or you can like pour some sand on a piece of paper and play with, like move around and pray with the sand on the paper. And then we have beaded prayer behind that where you would be creating um, like your own rosary to pray with. Um, over here, this is our most like free form creative station, um, but we have a prayer flag station. If you wanna create a prayer flag, um, you may do so there. Behind that is a collage station, um, sort of an integrative prayer collage station. And then behind that, we have a doodle prayer station. Um, you can go to as many or as few as you would like. I do ask that you go to one, try out a way to breathe and pray. Um, there are instructions at each. Um, and there should be enough for like everyone, kind of if it's like looking like there are eight or so people there, kind of eight to 10 is probably the cap, just so people can comfortably have space at each station. Um, but we are going to breathe together and pray and create together and take the space. And then we will come back um, and share what we noticed during this time for us. So let us go pray and breathe and know that Ruah is in us and with us. Well, if you would, finish up your prayer, your breath, your activity. Make your way back towards the center as you have the opportunity. And as we try and do most every week in one way or the other, I want to create a space to listen to each other, um, to, in this time, and like for Ewe folks that have been tracking with this, how are we together through the summer? Um, yeah, without prompting too much, without saying this is what we're looking for. Well, what have you been noticing? What have you been hearing? Where has the Spirit spoken to you about something that yeah, you're excited about, something you're concerned about, something you're wondering about. And thinking about that, 
with the conversation we're having about how we are at Emmaus Way, but also recognizing that for each of us, we've been carrying that alongside a whole lot else. So, what have you noticed? What are you noticing? space be a reminder of that yeah yeah yeah. others noticings tonight or through the summer or both I did the uh, sand and the doodling stations and both of those seem to put me in like a meditative prayer like state which really like relaxed me and like allowed me to focus on what I was doing, like with the sand one, it's just idle motion, just to get out everything else that's going on, and with the doodling, that provided like a creative output, and like, yeah, that just really centered me, to be like, okay, I can do this, so then everything else is gone, so that I can just focus on there. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, and yeah. We've really liked these station practices because of that, what you're talking about. Like, yeah, sometimes taking that space in worship, but also imagining, yeah, how something so simple about the way we use our body or the way we focus our breath can really, yeah, open up a, a different universe of, of understanding what's going on in us and around us, yeah. Others? Yeah, something I was thinking about times in my life where I've wanted church to just be a thing that I am at but not to be part of. And there's been times where um, I really needed to feel vibrant within that life um, for different reasons. 
people, uh, at least I saw tonight, can transition into a sort of play, not like, um, like slip inside or something, like that, that's another kind, um, but like we were able to do something um, that was free, enjoyable, and like, but absolutely not like productive. Um, and I, I often, I mean, I think it's like a good moment for, um, let's see, like, what we did tonight was we said, we're going to value this time for um, people, many adults and young adults, to play which is not really something that um, humans get to do past a certain age or at all, depending on what their childhoods are like. Um, and I would hope that that the world can look more like that. Um, I don't know if we're like a picture of, we're trying to be a picture of what the world could be like. Um, and it's interesting that I think play is not unconnected at all to this feeling of being connected in prayer. Um. Yeah, I know you've thought a lot about time lately, and I hear that in what you're saying. And yeah, we've talked a lot by Mace Way for a long time about in what way can this community, amidst the rush and the thrush and the thrum of time and intensity that we walk into when we leave here, in what way can it narrate to us? some other version of time, of holding space that's given to us, um, that, that by breathing in and out, we have a God-given gift of space and time, and yeah. I really like the idea of somehow that we lean into in the fall being something more like that. Yeah. Yeah. I liked how um, you could talk have something to do with your hands because a lot of times when people talk they don't know what to do with their hands. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's so much easier when you're doing something but you can still talk to people. Yeah. Yeah, we've been encouraged to think that our minds and our bodies are different things. But they ain't, you know, they're all right here. And the one wants something to do while the other's active. Um, well I say like it's been really good to have you visitors with us here tonight. Thanks for leaning in and being a part of us in that way. Um, we've always said in Emmaus Way that if we are going to understand what God's up to uh, in this place, in this time, in any place in time, if we're going to read a text and hear God's voice in it, then we're going to need each other. God is much too big to be contained in my head, and so we need those other voices, those other faces, those other bodies, and so thanks for being some of those for us and with us tonight. Um, another, I keep narrating what we always do for your benefit. You may be getting tired of it. Somebody is, but we just say like we're going to invite Neil back up to lead us in confession and absolution. We tend to always do this musically, and the reason we close our gathering this way as we head towards this open table is thinking that what we brought in with us, some of what we've talked about in our community tonight, some of the community we are together is always going to hold some things that are deeply broken and is always going to hold some things that are deeply all right and deeply okay and God's very interested in meeting us in both of those spaces and making them one and allowing us to walk 
in them together without having to tell one story or the other story. So this is our way of kind of doing that week after week as a community. And Neil's great at it. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to sing one of my songs. This is an infielder tune, a song I wrote thinking about... I think it's the title is Whispers, which I think is not disconnected from the idea of breath. Um, thinking about how something small, small things relate to big things, how sometimes the things that move us can be as small as a whisper or a breath, but they have big, big implications. <laughs> Digesting letters at highway speeds On the first of our shipments east It's no quick fix but the thrill of the chase Keep us jumping turnstiles endlessly To excavate the future The years of faithful service and the ease of proximity translocate into somewhat new entirely. We made it in one piece, but we rock against our moorings unsteadily. The shore bets and obligations that we neglect What have we got to show for it? Privilege and fortune that we do or don't accept Whisper under the moon, I say we go for it And excavate the future remains of our family, the years of faithful service and the ease of proximity, reverse migrate to someone new entirely. We made it in one piece, but we rock against our moorings unsteadily. Trade winds are telling us where to be. 
So excavate the future remains of your family. The years of faithful service and the ease of proximity translocate into someone new entirely. You'll make it in one piece, but you'll rack against your moorings unsteadily. God of the dead, God of the dead, God of the breathing again, God of the earth, God of the grave, God of the rising and raised. Open your mouth. Open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth and breathe out your Open your mouth. 
effortlessness. Seeing that diaper on the toilet, knowing some of you saw it too, I didn't feel shame or like a failure. I haven't stayed up nights going over that event in my head, feeling anxious about people's perceptions of me. I felt confident that my relationships at MAS Way were not dependent on my effortless success. That was new. That was freedom. And that was, in a weird and unexpected way, absolute. Thanks so much, Neil and Amanda and all of you. Um, while there aren't dirty diapers on this open table, um, I think the heart of what Emily was speaking to, right, is tied into perhaps why we don't breathe deeply because we're constantly trying to make ourselves into these perfect, effortless human beings that aren't totally sure what happens if we let our guard down, what happens if we breathe deeply and in our breathing deeply we start weeping because the pain of my life or of the world has hit me in such a place I feel so broken. And so we just keep going, breathing, but not really. And what this table does week after week this table, this open table that we as a faith community have centered really our community around reminds us and tells us is that we are welcome at this table just as we are. And that at this table we will find love and we will find that we are enough and we will find that we can laugh and dance and play and be known here, that we don't have to have it all together. But so many throughout the Christian tradition have taken this open table, the breaking of bread and the pouring of wine, of Jesus' radical wide open welcome, to use it as a tool to say, no, actually, in fact, you aren't enough or you aren't loved. But at Emmaus Way, we say no, that the God we believe in and the God we proclaim and have question about and are captivated by set a wide open table that said all people, no matter if you are straight or queer, if you are single or partnered, if you are wealthy or dirt poor, if you have it all figured out or if you have poopy diapers on the back of a toilet, if you have the greatest faith and belief, or if you are doubting and wondering if a good God could exist at all, that all of that, all of you, are welcome at this table. And it is in the practice of breaking bread and pouring wine or juice for one another that we remember a Christ who said, you are loved, you are enough, you can finally breathe. That is the table I invite you to tonight. At Emmaus Way, um, the pastors do not, or the deacons, or our lead team in that case, uh, we do not serve the, you all. We serve one another. Um, and so we have bread and gluten-free crackers on the plate. Um, the grape juice is in the dark pitcher. Um, there is wine in the brown pitcher. 
um, and say the body of Christ broken for you, uh, the blood of Christ shed for you, or if you prefer, you may say the love of God for you, the peace of God for you, or tonight, if you want, just remind one another to breathe, because God is a God of breath, breathing life ever anew into us now. So come to the table. Uh, Don't worry, it's rowdy and it's fun, so feel free to talk. Um, It's not a silent affair at Emmaus Way. So come to the table.